Hey everybody, it's Trevor Connor with Hearts and Minds, and you're listening to the Get Mental Podcast. This show is bringing technique and tools and science and stories all together in one place for those who have a desire at making not only athletes and teams better at performance, but also making them a better human being. On today's episode, episode four, we bring a really good friend of Hearts and Minds on this episode with us. His name is Luke Meacham. Luke is a retired Navy SEAL, and Luke is now transitioning to his next journey, become a professional football player as he's traveling overseas to play for a German football team. This is a really fun podcast, really fun episode. Guys, I'm so pumped you're here. Without further ado, let's get mental. Hey, welcome back to the Hearts and Minds podcast. This is episode four, and uh, welcome to the Get Mental podcast. So we have... With me joining today is uh, Dave Matthews, again, mental coach out in, uh, mental fitness coach out in uh, LA, uh, part of our Hearts and Minds team. And then we have an awesome guest. I'm so excited about this interview. Uh, this is with uh, Luke Meacham. Luke is a, I, I'm not going to tell a story. His story is incredible. Um, I've got introduced to Luke here about a year ago, year and a half ago. And uh, just listen to the story, it, I, I knew from, the moment that I spoke with him, this is a guy I want to keep track of. And we we did the best that we can at Hearts and Minds to keep track of our athletes and work with them throughout their entire journey. Um, but uh, Luke has an incredible story. And again, I'm not going to get into it other than an ex-All-American uh, collegiate athlete turned Naval Special Warrior turned now professional football player. So um, that being said, let's hop right in. Luke? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate you both for having me. Man, um, again, we we got connected through um, one of our one of our mutual contacts and uh, friends, or one of my friends, one of your ex teammates, but uh, I guess colleague. How, like, what's the verbiage? Uh, he was a member of the special warfare community. Yeah, uh, first time I met him, he was uh, a mentor for me, uh, and kind of full circle moment uh circling back we became teammates together uh at seal team two and then now we we've been connected um by by him and so it's it's been kind of a, a full circle moment here well in in preparation for this podcast as well we were exchanges of a few text messages going back and forth because i listened to previous podcasts that you'd shot and as you mentioned, kind of full circle, I was putting a couple of dots together of like, man, I think we may have crossed paths in 2015 um, when I was transitioning out of Ohio. Yeah, uh, again, a, a full circle moment. Um, I I had no clue that one, I'd be be teammates with a, a mentor of mine who was getting me ready for the vigorous training that I was getting ready to go to. Um, and now as I'm pursuing this professional sport career, um, crossing paths with you, who you have connections to the the sport world. Um, it's been cool for the journey. For sure. So I guess bring everybody kind of, let's, let's start at ground zero. Again, I, I kind of give a ambiguous introduction about yourself, your background. Um, if you can, I guess, bring, bring us kind of like back to the basics. Like tell us your story. Tell us, you know, where you're from. Um, growing up and uh family and go for it I, I, yeah help us get to know you. yeah absolutely uh so born and raised in toledo ohio i've got uh three siblings two younger brothers and an older sister and very fortunate with the uh 
the parents that I that I have um, never really was pressured to do any sports. I just kind of fell into sports as a, as a young as a young kid. Um, played travel soccer basically from the time I could walk. I started playing soccer um, and played travel soccer up until my my high school my freshman year in high school. Um, dabbled in some other sports. Um, played baseball and some basketball, but soccer was was my sport. Um, and getting into football, there was a team that used to to train at the field uh, where I grew up, and I always wanted to play football. Um, I'd run routes with my dad in the rain and all that. You get you set up garbage cans uh, in the field, and you just start running routes and. Uh, I always wanted to play football a little bit, but my parents wouldn't let me until I hit high school. Um, I hit high school and it just really opened, opened my eyes a little bit. One, getting into high school, things, things turn up, the intensity turns up a little bit. Um, and then my first coach was a prior special forces guy. Um, and so the intensity and the demeanor that he carried himself with and just the physical nature of the game of football really intrigued me. Um, and so I, I definitely, I felt at home uh, in the game of football. So yeah, played football, um, really wasn't too sure if, if I was gonna go on and play football in college, um, but I loved the game. And so I started getting recruited by some one D one school, a couple D two schools, and then a couple of D three schools. And I ended up landing at the university of Mount union, which is a perennial powerhouse in the division three, uh, level. Um, so I, I visited them and I knew kind of from the start that that's where my home was. Um, I really felt the connection with the coaching staff, with the program, um, being able to to have the opportunity to play for a national championship. Yeah, it's at the division three level, but those guys could play and being, being able to play on ESPN. Um, I mean, that was every kid's dream to be able to play on national television, playing a sport that they love. Um, there was no question that Mount union was going to be my home. Um, so I ended up going to Mount union and really realized that I mean, there was, I don't know, 100, 150 kids walk in freshman year. They're all freshmen. Um, I don't know, guys are coming in thinking they're the big dogs coming from their high school and thinking they're coming to a Division three level to, to play and to start. Um, then that, that was not the case by any means. Um, so, so really learning how to be patient and stay patient and learn and develop as a player. Um, I just kind of, I did everything that I needed to do, be very coachable and learn and grow, um, and develop as an athlete. And fortunately my, my time kind of, uh, came to fruition my sophomore year in the playoffs when the guy in front of me, who was an upperclassman got injured and it was really my opportunity to step in. I caught a really important pass in the semifinal game and we ended up going to the national championship and winning and yeah, kind of the rest is history with college football. Um, became an all American, a 
two-time team captain team captain at Mount Union um and then it was kind of like all right I I think I want to go and try the NFL route um so yeah I basically declared for that 2015 draft um trained and had it had a pro day in my hometown at the University of Toledo and really that was my first moment where I kind of uh where I kind of shit the bed like I I didn't perform that well um and being able to look back now um as I'm now pursuing this professional career there's a lot of things that I didn't do then that um I knew that I wasn't going to make that mistake twice um as technical as those combine drills are um I kind of just worked out like I normally did I didn't train properly um and you know coming out of a small school um I mean those guys at the next level are legit athletes and that you need to you need to be able to perform and show that you are fast and um so I just didn't do that um but at the time I knew that I don't know. I needed to shift my focus and I I'm the type of guy that I need to, to be striving for something great, something big. Um, and so thinking back, uh, the transition now to the military, um, again, my, my first high school coach, he was a, a former seal and, you know, if, if I'm going to do something, I want it to be the hardest, the toughest, the, the, I want the uh, percentage to be the lowest of being able to make it. Um, so, so pause right there. Yeah. When you, when, when you say that there's you, you're okay. So here's what I'm hearing. Yep. You're, you're driven by that low percent or the, the odds are stacked against you. Yeah. To, tell me tell me more about that like that's yeah i and again i don't know exactly where that comes from or what that that's just kind of always been in me um again my upbringing i had kind of the freedom to to do what i want but i was always taught hey if you're going to commit to something do it um and so i i really had the luxury of kind of trying and figuring out what I liked and when it, when I have a passion about something and I, I have my mind set on something, I will dedicate everything to get it done. Random question. When you were a kid growing up, even when you're in high school, how was failure looked at in your household growing up with the values instilled in you? How was failure looked at? Because your parents are saying, pursue everything to the highest degree. If you're going to commit, man, go for it. But inevitably, you're going to run into some pressures and moments yeah. where you didn't succeed. Like, how was the mindset shaped growing up? Again, I think the the pressure of like I didn't have pressure from my parents, so I again I didn't have they didn't have high expect if they didn't want me to be a go to go to practice today and I need you to run this time I need you to catch this many passes I need I mean they let me be a kid. Um, which I think kind of looking at kids nowadays, uh, I, there's a lot of pressure on kids. Um, and so I think, and again, I don't know if my parents knew this at the time. I didn't, I definitely didn't know it at the time. 
when I was growing up. Um, I mean, they, they took me to practice and they wanted me to have fun. And it was me kind of falling in love with the game, falling in love with the sport, um, falling in love with those adverse situations of what the, the, what sports kind of, uh, dictates. Um, that's just kind of where I felt comfortable. And it, and it sounds like you had a very influential coach also at that level where you probably revered, respected. Absolutely. The intensity he yes. brought? Yeah, Is that right? Yeah, no question. Um, again, playing soccer as a kid all the way through my eighth grade year and then getting to high school, and it's like, whoa, this is, one, a new sport. Two, the intensity is definitely turned up, um, and I just I just kind of fell in love with it. Um, things were new. Um, things were exciting. Um, and again, the, the respect that he demanded um and the attention to detail um i just felt like i was definitely in my my element now i'm looking back and i'm able to say okay that's that's what i learned or that's what i was doing and at the time like i didn't know what i was feeling um so i think again being set and committed on something and having my parents say hey like if you're going to commit to something you have to have to see it through like it might not, you might not enjoy it at the time, or you might not do great at it. You're going to fail, but at least stick it out and see it through. Um, and again, um, as far as like the those those mental, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like those cues or anything that that I I was learning or I was doing. Um, I just, I think the, the commitment and kind of the visualization of, of things, seeing myself go through, um, these hardships. Um, I mean, I didn't have it. I didn't have everything handed to me as a kid. Um, I always had to work for everything I got. Um, and that, that teaches especially young people a lot, um, I mean, I did yard work as a kid, like that, that was, that was my job and yard work may seem like a senseless little thing, but I mean, you're out there in the middle of summer and it's hot, uh, and you got a ton of mulch to, to spread out and you got a shovel and it's like, well, I'm here for how many hours and I'm just going to put my head down and do it. Um, I mean, that's got nothing to do with the game of, of football, but at the same time you learn very valuable things and Hey, I've, I've got this task ahead of me. I've got, um, I've got this job and this point A and point B, how am I going to get to the end? Um, then, you know, you just kind of, you put your head down and you, and you do it. Um, and the, the reward at the end of it, um, of being able to accomplish something that's difficult. Um, I mean, that's, that's a very powerful thing. Um, you're, you're really highlighting the fact that I'm, Obviously, this is going to take you to buds because buds instructors are are hammering you guys with this all the yeah. time. Is and you also in the lead up and the getting ready to go out even to Coronado. So buds, if you can, just give everybody a quick you know, twenty second rundown. What is buds? Yeah, buds is the the pinnacle of military training. I mean, it's the toughest six months of uh, of military training that you can go through. Uh, and I mean, it's, it's a kick in the, in the nuts. I mean, it's, the, I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. It's, I mean, it's hard. And 
and I know the stats, but again, working with the NSW community in the past, but tell everybody real quick, like how many people was in your class and then how many people ended up graduating? Just no rollbacks, no injuries, just like how many people made it straight Yeah, through? so we started, I'd say around 225 in that area of guys. And out of that number, it was about a dozen of us that were the the OG class 325 guys, um, guys that didn't get hurt, guys that didn't get, um, that got performance rolled or anything like that. So, I mean, it's, the attrition rate is a low yeah, number. very high. Um, and, and people that have, you know, learned or watched a little bit from the outside in about the SEAL community is whenever somebody taps out, there's a bell. Yes. Everybody rings the bell. Yep. So, okay. So you highlighted this even in yard work in doing some mundane task, right? Um, when I've worked with guys getting ready in the lead up as well in the NSW world, it, in all the spec war pipelines, there's an element that you have to keep harping on. And if you can't highlight on this is a embrace the suck. Yep. That's what I kind of heard you say. Oh, yeah. And then understand it's a game. Yeah. Like, like buds is, is, is brutal as it is physically yep. and mentally it, it is a game and instructors, my understanding, even talk with a few instructors out it is, I'm going to do everything in my power to get guys to quit. T talk about that. And then also, if you can relate that back to an athlete, because a lot of athletes we're, we're Dave and I are seeing with our, especially our younger athletes, we're in this culture right now where there's this unbelievable drive for instant gratification, right. instant access, instant success, overnight things. You know, it's kind of like the microwave kind of put it in, get my food right away. If you can highlight that just from your military experience, but then also if you can connect it back to being an athlete. Yeah. So number one, I mean, again, buds is a six month. I, I mean, I, without using all the profanity words that I can, I mean, it's, it's, it's a grind. And if you think of the end result, think of graduating buds and then getting to basically our a school if you think on day one about the very last day in month six you're not going to make it um you really need to focus on the here and now they 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 teach us um and tell us a one evolution at a time um one one run at a time think think more um more i guess as we would say, like front sight focus. So like think short term instead of long term. Um, yes. So people can get very overwhelmed with the thought of buds as a whole. Um, yeah, you're going to be doing countless runs, countless swims, countless pushups, wet and sandy all the time. Like there's so much that goes into it. But if you focus on the here and now, focus on one evolution at a time, whatever's directly in front of you, um, those people find are oftentimes the ones that are able to make it through. Um, I mean, it's an overwhelming experience. I mean, there's, you're constantly kind of on edge. You never know when the instructors are going to, to pop out and make you do something. Um, and so you really just kind of got to embrace, embrace the moment. Um, and you know, it's, yeah, it's going to be six months. It's going to be long, whatever, but like, Hey, today, what do I have to do today? Think of today. Um, and you do that over the course of six months. I mean, it's again, it's 
it's it's a, a very overwhelming process and the the instructors if they find a crack in your armor um i mean they're gonna they're gonna tear you apart um so again it's 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 a game you got to play the game um and understand that it's one evolution at a time do you have uh one or two quick stories of what of of a crack in somebody's armor that you saw firsthand, perhaps on one of your boat crews or one of your team things that you did through buds that you can look back and say, mm, "There's a really good chance that's why that guy cracked. That's why that guy tapped out." Yes. Yeah, so, any stories like that? So I touched on it um, before in that the other podcast, but like I had a Division One linebacker on my boat crew, uh, just an absolute specimen, a hoss of a guy, like. Um, no problem. Like he could lift the log by himself. Um, he was a solid, he was a rollback guy. So he had been through the first few weeks of, of buds before, um, day one of hell week, we touched the log and he's, he's gone. I never see him again. And building up to that moment, there was, I don't know. He, he, he was starting to say, Oh, my ankle's not doing okay. Or. Um, just letting kind of some negative thoughts creep into his mind. Um, and we're often taught like, like positive self-talk visualization. Don't let a negative thought kind of come to fruition in your, in your mind. Cause if you give yourself an out, ultimately, if times get tough, you're most likely going to make, take that out. Um, yeah. So again, you've got a physical specimen who can handle the load of the log and everything. Um, but the, the lead up to the kick, kick off the hell week and, you know, it just got, whether it was just a, a low moment or something, he, he allowed himself to, uh, kind of break and that was it. Um, wow. and so the, those things that, that you learn, you just, you just can't let yourself, if you want to get through it again, front side focus, focus on the here and now and just don't give yourself an option um if you truly want to stick around because things are going to get harder than you've ever had to experience um you're going to be more tired more beat up than you've ever been you ever most likely will be um and mentally it's it's the mental um mental capacity that somebody has to make it through um so if if they if, again, if they give themselves an out, when times get tough, they're probably going to take the out. And once once you finish the six month buds, then you start finishing school. Yeah, they still call it finishing. So school? it's it's called uh, SQT, which is SEAL qualification okay. training. Um, so that's okay. another six months more. It's it's our A school, so basically our okay. our job training so what we would okay. start doing um once we get to our team um okay and and you, you kind of highlighted and mentioned it but if you can well once you finished college sports the pros didn't work out the trials didn't work why of all of all jobs why did you enlist in not only just the navy but why did you why'd you go to the recruiter? Cause like, I know the pipeline typical 
you know, you, you go straight in if you ask for a contractor in, you know, obviously go through a scout, go through the whole mentorship process. Why the SEALs? Yeah. Um, so again, my, my first high school coach was a prior SEAL. Um, and I knew that that was kind of the, the tip of the, the tip of the tip of the spear, um, at least as far as the, the military training and special forces. Um, and I had, when I was coming out of high school, I had flirted with the, the thought of going to somewhere like a West Point or Naval Academy or something. Um, but I had the opportunity to go to Mount Union. And so I went to Mount Union. So the, the military always intrigued me. Um, after that 2015 draft, I was uh, asked to play for the U.S. national team for football. Um, and so the, the sense of pride being able to put on a jersey that said USA on it, carry the flag out, um, th- it was very patriotic and prideful. And I, I felt um, the, the need and the drive to, to pursue kind of the military. Um, and again, just the, the type of guy that I was and uh, the type of guy that I am, I wanted to go and do the hardest thing. Um, so the SEAL team was that. Um, so yeah, I talked to the recruiter and started that process and I kind of never looked back, never gave myself any, any other option or choice. It was, it was that. There's a consistency emerging and that is you're a switched on guy. Yes. When I make a decision, it's a yes. yes. And I picked that up even last year when you and I spoke on the phone, cause I was like, cause I was, I was, I was listening to you guys talk about, um, I'm transitioning. I'm leaving the, uh, teams. I'm wanting to pursue this, uh, next route of professional football and professional sports. And I was doing everything I could to do the best I could to connect you with, you know, the right people in the right places. But there was one thing that just stuck out to me that was glaring obvious. And every person I, t- I spoke to, I, I hammered this point home and I'm hearing it echo again. And I, I need to be able to bring this back to our audience and our athletes is if you listen, listen to the, the tone of which Luke is talking, listen to the conviction in his words. But when he makes his mind up, it's the equivalent of that switch is on and it's a yes. And, uh, you know, sports psych wise, mental training wise, we see a lot of athletes where as you mentioned, they start talking themselves out of perhaps being fully committed or they'll start doubting halfway through or they're pushing the rock uphill and yet the rocks start to slide back a little. Well, if it's a yes, you keep persevering, you keep mm-hmm. going. And uh, I, I, I keep hearing that over and over and over again. So, um, man, I, I really motivated and inspired to hear that because we don't hear enough of it. Yeah. We just fly. Below. Yeah. So, and, and don't get me They're wrong, like, a- I've had my down moments, and especially this last, these last two years of getting back into football, I've questioned myself, is, is this the right decision? Am I doing the right, right thing? Um, I have days where my body doesn't feel good, or, or I'm doubting myself, but, um, again, I, I, I let, I don't try and kick those ideas to the curb. I mean, I let them, hey, if I'm having those thoughts today, let me think about it, let me, um, let me see, but normally the next day I'm, I'm back on and I get back in the gym or something, um, like that. Um, I mean, I've, I've done some, I did a pro day for the NFL this past, before this past season, I've done XFL things. Um, 
and you know I failed I didn't I didn't get there um but again there's always opportunity somewhere and I knew that I was going to play football I didn't know where um I didn't know how um but I knew if I was consistent and I showed up and I met people like you met all these people that I've been connected with um and I just kind of get get in front of as many people as I possibly can and learn from the best um I knew in my mind that I was going to be talented enough um to be able to play football again so I I could go down the line different rabbit holes because I'm I'm, I'm so fascinated by you know the story at large of again college seal teams professional football what are what are some uh, you're a big picture guy you're a big dreamer if yeah, if, if i can absolutely. use that word um and you're a guy that has tremendous conviction typically when i see these things these same kind of qualities and characteristics in our younger athletes typically i'm on the phone with mom and dad rel- relatively quickly and i'm encouraging mom and dad from the lens of your kids got some special qualities and traits and I want you to really do the absolute best that you can to help this kid dream big and be willing to really push hard for what they want to do and put them in an adverse situation. So um, looking back, you know, throughout this journey in the past, let's, let's call it even, I don't know, 20, 2012, the last 10 years, is there any one or two monumental moments that really changed the trajectory of your thinking, changed the way or, 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 or you know, really kind of your operating mentality of where did that, where did this confidence come from? Where did this belief come from? What did, or was this slowly developed? I, I know I touched on it earlier, but is there one or two memories or one or two moments that stick out to you as we call them anchoring mm-hmm. moments? Um, one, I think it's been developed over time. Um, I think some really pivotal moments for me, one, in 2012, when we won the national championship, my going into my junior year, I then became that guy. Um, I was the team captain. Uh, that year, I was an All-American. Um, and, you know, just just really having to dig deep and grind out grind out days and kind of be on the low end and then being rewarded with an opportunity and then shining in those moments um that was a huge confidence boost for me going into my junior year where I was selected and elected as a a team captain as a junior um that that's a huge reward for me I want to be I want to be a leader of men. I want to, I want to be looked at by my peers as somebody they can look up to. Um, that's always how I've, I've held myself. I've held myself to that standard of, of, of be who, be someone who you wish that you could look up to, or, um, be, just be the example that everybody kind of wants to be. Um, so my junior year, I was team captain. I was all American, um, and again, going then going into my senior year, uh, team captain again, um, and so that having that responsibility as a captain for your your team, um, it's a lot of responsibility. But it was what I wanted, um, and then being able to have have a great career at Mount Union, and then transition into the NFL, and then 
ultimately failing at what I wanted to do, but looking at the big picture and realizing, hey, I, I wanted to pursue something harder. Um, and being able to, to make it through, through that is a huge, obviously boost of confidence, but, um, I never doubted that I couldn't do it. Um, so one of the biggest things and like often asked, like, did you ever have a, uh, a moment where you wanted to quit or anything like that? Not, not a single, like not a single chance, uh, not a single thought, um, yeah, I'm not going to ask that question. Yeah, no, it's it's okay. <laughs> I've, le- I've learned too much yeah, so far. <laughs> but it's it's um like where did where did that come from? Um again, I just when I set my mind onto something, um it just it's I'm going to get it done. It might not be again a direct path like say my football yeah. football for example, like it's not been a direct path. Um I mean, obviously there's an eight year window where I wasn't playing football, but here I am now getting ready to go and play again. Um, so again, if you've got, if you've got the dream and if you've got the the drive and the determination to get something done, um, I mean, commit to it. Um, uh, my parents would yeah. always joke, like I, I'm a hard, I was a hard headed kid because I don't know when I had my, uh, my eyes set on something like that's all I wanted to do. So I, maybe I didn't want to go and I don't know. I don't know. This isn't a right example, but maybe I didn't want to go to the skate park and skate when I, all I want to do was go and play soccer or something, something like that. Like everything I did had a purpose. Um, everything I did was kind of a, a step towards my end goal, whether at the time it was soccer or football or eating, eating nutritious foods rather than a McDonald's sandwich or something. I'm very, uh, I'm intention driven. Um, so every, everything has kind of a, a role. Um, so there, there's a purpose behind everything I do. Um, now I might be kind of a, a square at times where I don't, don't go out and party and things like that. And again, that, that wasn't, that wasn't ultimately getting me to, to where I wanted to be. Um, and you can obviously certainly have fun and do other things. And I've had a lot of fun, but, uh, again, what those, those moments are, are not as frequent as I guess maybe somebody else. Um, again, because I'm, I've got a goal in mind, um, and I want to do everything I can to get there. Right. I believe you. I really do. Yeah. In, in- in when I'm talking with athletes, I think there's oftentimes when I'm listening to I'm listening to their goals, I'm listening to their dreams and where their hearts at and where's I think another thing is where's their discipline at. And there's a handful of times when I'm listening to an athlete and Luke, there's a difference between I would like to accomplish this goal. I would like yeah. to hit this objective. I would like to. But then there's a whole nother breed of athlete and you're coming from this angle and see if this really resonates. I need to, I want to, I have to, I got to, I must. Yeah. And when, and when you flip that, that's your front focus is I think you're really keen on, uh, I describe it the way we explain it or I explain it to athletes is when you flip on the light switch, I'm, I'm looking at a light switch in my <laughs> office right now, but as, as you flip that light switch on, it takes an equal or opposite force to flip that light switch off. Mm-hmm. But what happens is a lot of times is athletes will start playing with that toggle switch and it creates that strobe effect. Well, 
your brain thrives on simple decisions. And I'm, I'm sure you could echo this not only with the SEAL team's uh, experience, but also within you know, training to be an athlete again is I know that you're into cold plunges. Yeah. I know that, uh, you know, I, I'm watching your training. I'm, I'm, I'm following you on social and I'm seeing, trying to keep up with you. And there's times I almost bet that you're an off switch until it's like, nope, I'm in, I'm doing it. I'm going. I'm, and when you do it, that decision is made up. Um, that's the position in the camp of, I need to, I must, I have to. And when you want to, it's different than it'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I 100% um, agree. And I'm definitely, uh, definitely in that realm of that the light switch compared to the versus the, the toggle, the dimmer switch. Like I'm right. And it, it, I don't know, good or bad or otherwise. Um, yeah, I, I have, if I'm going to make a commitment, I'm going to stick to it and see it all the way through. Yeah. All right. So let's talk goals real quick. And then also, if you can help me, um, and not, not just me, man, I know I'm on it. I I don't want to say I'm on the inside, but I know, I already know the answers, but help everybody out. Like, where are you going? What's next for you? Where are you heading? And then also how can we follow? Yeah. So I just finished up my, uh, a six year enlistment in the, the Navy. Um, so I separated in November and, uh, for the last about year and a half, I've been trying to get back onto the football field. Um, so I signed a a deal or, or, a um, contract with a team over in Germany in the German football league, the New Yorker lions out of Braunschweig. Um, again, another, uh, it's been cool. So I played at Mount union, a perennial powerhouse. I went to the teams, a very tradition based, um, program, um, with a lot of legacy and, and great people. And now I'm getting an opportunity to go and play in Germany where the league's been around since the eighties and the, the New Yorker lions have kind of been that team, um, and a tremendous coaching staff, great guys, great players, great town. Um, so I signed a a contract to go play for, for them and I'm getting ready to leave next week. Um, and so really my only socials are, are Instagram and you can find me at saucy paws, uh, saucy paws, two, eight, eight. Um, and I got, we're going to have, we're going to have to get that yeah, story on the yeah, next one. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, definitely follow, follow the journey. It's, it's been, uh, it's, it's been fun. Um, and I'm very grateful for the people I've met along the way, because I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at without just, uh, making connections and making connections with the right people and with great people. And, um, just keeping open relationships with people, um, being kind. Um, and so you never know it's, it's a connection based world, um, connection driven world. Um, and you know, you never know when an opportunity or a connection that you make down the road is going to be the one that's going to get your foot in the door. Um, and so it's just been very fortunate to, to meet a lot of great people. Um, and yeah, I mean, my goal and where I'm going is the NFL. There's no question about it. How, how as a 30 year old who hasn't played in eight years, how, how am I going to get there? Um, so step one is getting back on the field and playing, playing over in Germany. Hey, I love that. Um, the illustration that pops into mind is the same kind of illustration I've heard many, 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 many times 
through guys going through buds is how do you eat an elephant? Yeah, one bite, one bite at a time. You chuck that sucker down, and yeah, you 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 do tact. I think one bite yeah. at a time. So, um, no, I I, I genuinely believe you, and uh, I, I'm going to be following selfishly. I'm going to be following because, um, sadly, you know, I may not say anything. Yeah, cheered absolutely. You know? I think it. I think that's the one of the highlights of what we do from our end is we live for a the light bulb moment, but then we live for seeing people succeed and accomplish great things um, when they've been discounted. They've been told things. Um, perhaps you're too slow. You're 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 too short, or you're too big, or whatever. Yeah. All those all those types of disqualifiers, and then the uncommon ones stand up and they say, "Bring it." Yeah, you know, I'm that yeah. guy. You know, and to me that that inspires me so much and encourages me to selfishly follow even yeah. closer so um no um at saucy pause 288 uh, on your instagram yes. handle yep. all right so guys uh follow luke throughout his journey i i encourage you and uh um luke if there's anything that we can do from the hearts of my team we are a team of sports psych, mental professionals. If we can help out performance enhancement or anything, by all means, reach out to us, let us know. And uh, um, also, when you get situated over in Germany, you're going to have to DM me your address because we're going to hook you up with some swag overseas. Sounds good. And uh, just for coming on, joining us on this podcast, and really appreciate you taking the time before you fly. And uh, one more thing, I, I got to ask because I did a distance relationship uh, before I got married with my wife and it was, it was, it was tough. Yeah. And I, I know that you're, you're married, but now she, uh, your wife, my understanding, she's a heck of an up and coming singer in Nashville. Yes. Yeah. So my, my yeah. wife, Julia, she's incredible. Um, incredible. Give, her, give yeah. her some love. Let, yeah. who, who do we need to follow? Yeah. So Julia Larkin music, um, she moved to Nashville, uh, where I'm at currently, but she moved here about a, a little under a year and a half ago. Um, and again, made that leap, uh, chasing a dream, um, which is, it's a, a beautiful thing in our relationship to both be able to, to do that, um, and be each other's number one fan and biggest supporter. Um, so I'm forever grateful for her and I know she's grateful for me. Um, and so, yeah, she's, she's doing her thing here in Nashville. She just, uh, put out her debut single a couple months ago. And she'll have another one coming out this summer, and her third one will be out in the fall. So, um, wow, yeah, Julia Larkin Music on all the socials, and you can find her on Spotify and Apple Music and everything. Okay, so man, your kids are gonna have an awesome legacy <laughs> to live up to because, um, dad's world class in every regard, mom is world class. Man, this is all right, so this is a superstar family in the making. Um, Man, I'm so excited for you guys. This is this is awesome. I I knew that she was an up and comer, but I didn't know that her singles are coming out, yeah. and uh, definitely going to be following that myself again, selfishly rooting for that success. Yeah. So, well, thank you for everything, Trevor. I appreciate it, and you bet. We'll uh, yeah, we'll definitely stay in touch, and I'd love to to work together. So, I appreciate you it. You bet. Well, shout out to Dave. Dave, thanks for connecting us, hooking us up all the uh, last year, yeah. and uh, um, appreciate it. And uh, no, we we truly keep track of good people so hearts and minds our mission is always as much as we care about the athlete and performance we care a heck of a lot more about who you are as a person uh find us at hmperform.com uh, or you can follow us on social myself my handle i believe is at trevor connor on instagram or 
at HM underscore perform. Guys, this is going to wrap up episode four. Luke, thank you again for this. This has been awesome. I, we're just fly going to have to have you back. Yeah. Like, I've got so many more things I want to ask you. So, um, yeah, I'd love to, anyway. I'd love to be back. So let's make it happen. Till next time. All right. Guys, take care. TC out.